Welcome to Taking Notes with NextGen Venture Partners, where we have interesting conversations with entrepreneurs and innovators in the NextGen investing ecosystem. I'm your host, Dan Mindis. We hope you enjoy the discussion. My guest today is Jason Ye, the co-founder and CEO of Tape. Tape is taking the idea of Instagram stories or what Snapchat pioneered and applying it to the enterprise and specifically to the sales process and thinking through how video stories can help increase conversion for sales. Jason is a former venture capitalist, an entrepreneur, has a lot of really interesting ins- insights uh, that he shares here. I think you'll see why Nexion Venture Partners was interested in investing in tape and, and ultimately did so. Uh, and without further ado, here's Jason. Jason Ye, thanks so much for joining me today. Dan, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Jason, tell us about tape. What's the big idea here? Well, I know you've gotten some indications of what we're doing since you, you funded us, but as you know, we, we sort of came with you uh, with open hands looking for money, uh, trying to pursue a really high-level idea, which was that there's this opportunity to productize innovations that came out through consumer mobile video and productize them specifically for the enterprise. And that is really playing itself out, and we're excited about the specific application that we've been running after really hard. The way we think about it is um, mobile video has given the consumer world a lot in terms of a natural way to communicate, a way to present human contact between friends and family. And we started thinking about the ways that that could be applied in the business world. And after doing a lot of market research, spending time with companies in all different industries, we really stumbled across this huge pain point in the area of B2B leads. Um, yeah, leads are just an opportunity to sell, but when you dig into it and the sophistication that is required to really do this well, address leads and convert them, found out about this concept called lead decay. And lead decay is this idea that the moment a business captures a lead, they have about five minutes to contact that lead before conversion plummets. It like it drops to it drops by twenty one x. There's this famous MIT study that that sort of uncovered all of this. And we figured out that this, this opportunity or this problem existed when talking to some customers in the real estate world. And as we dug further into it, we realized that there's a spectrum of sophistication out there um, when it comes to lead response and lead conversion. And it, it turns out that most people realize that there's kind of an immediacy effect when it comes to responding to leads. But the, the spectrum of sophistication looks like this. On the low end of the sophistication spectrum, people will be like, yes, I totally understand. Immediacy is important. We contact leads as soon as we get them. So you know, if I'm in a meeting, I'll get out of my meeting and I'll look at our CRM. And if there's a lead, I'll, I'll figure out a way to contact them. Or every morning we have a process so that we, we see the new leads that came in and then we contact that, those leads. And then on that end of the sophistication spectrum, it turns out they think that they know what they're doing but they have no idea how much lost business is injected into their process because they're not contacting leads immediately. What does the slope of that curve look like? Right. So, I mean, we're, it sounds like yep. we're talking about in minutes. So, you know, is there data to say 60 seconds is, you know, better than two minutes and, you know, that's, you know, 50% better than four minutes, which is 25% better than 10 minutes. Help us understand how that math works. It's a great question. So there, there is immediacy when it comes to, uh, I think, periods of time within five minutes. But the focus of the study that we reference all our work on 
is really about the cliff that exists at five minutes. So 21x drop happens at five minutes in terms of your ability to contact the lead. I think that's not obvious, <laughs> not intuitive. And so, you know, um, so it's, and it sounds like you were saying that very few people understand it. They might intuitively understand that kind of time is money, but the idea of a five-minute cliff is probably a big surprise to a lot of folks. I think that's a great way to think about it is, is everyone leans on this idea that time is money, and so they believe that they understand. But it, it, it's not even that sophistication isn't out there. So the second half of the sophistication spectrum is the highly sophisticated people. So these are the large real estate brokerages. These are mortgage lenders, insurance companies, enterprise SaaS companies. There are people on the very sophisticated end of the spectrum which who completely understand that they need to contact leads within five minutes. But there's a challenge on this side of the spectrum as well, and it looks like this. You know, I'd have you take out your phone right now and look at your missed call log. It turns out that the most sophisticated way to address lead decay is really to staff a 24-7 call center using normal phone calls uh, to try to contact a lead within five minutes. And the problem is over 75, 76% of people this is a stat that we looked up that seems really low to me, given what, what my behavior and experiences are, but over 75% of people won't pick up phone calls from numbers that they don't know. And like when I think about myself, I certainly don't pick up phone calls from numbers that I don't know, but I also don't pick up phone calls from my girlfriend sometimes, or my mom, just because I kind of hate surprise phone calls. And so when we think about this, it means that everybody on the spectrum of sophistication when it comes to lead response and lead decay are doing things inefficiently um, for today's day and age. They're using phone calls, which customers and prospects hate. They're staffing a 24-7 call center, which means resources applied to 2 a.m. on a Tuesday or, or 5 p.m. on a Saturday, when there should be a better solution out there, which is where tape comes in. So we basically looked at what opportunities we had to take technologies that were traditionally built for consumer and apply it to this problem. So what we're trying to do is allow businesses to make human contact, meaningful contact within a five-minute window of the lead coming in without using phone calls, which people hate, and then saying, okay, what other opportunities do we have? Email has 15% open rates and dropping, and it never feels like a real contact or a humanized piece of contact. There's text message, which is immediate, has a really amazing open rate, but still just feels like spam or an automated response. And so what we've been able to do is build a video over SMS technology that combines the open rates of SMS, 98 to 99%, and enhances it with actual video that feels humanized, that feels like a salesperson is making real contact with a lead immediately. The result of which is extended shelf life for leads and enhanced conversion rates, and, and the numbers we're seeing are quite, quite, uh, quite dramatic. And Jason, before we get to the numbers, uh, I want to ask you about how, how you maintain that ninety-seven percent, ninety-eight percent open rate when you know it's not your mom, it's not your girlfriend. And by the way, I should say, mom, I will always pick up your calls. Uh, if <laughs> I can. Uh, but you know that it strikes me that you know uh, that folks might be you know hey it's an insurance company texting me Th that might not be my first option of what to do right now so how do you 
what's you know what's the the UX that allows you to do that, or what what are the drivers to maintain such a high open rate from effectively a stranger? It's a great question. So there are a few things that we do well, and some of them are just virtue of of where we are in the United States today in terms of comfort level with text message and, and the place that that channel holds within people's communication. So this 98% open rate is a generally quoted open rate across you know, a lot of uh, media outlets. And to be honest, it's not easy to measure that, but if you go poll anyone and they say if they ever delete text messages without opening them, um, that's where that first open rate goes. The second one is our ability to sort of drive towards a video consumption experience. And that really has to do with a lot of special sauce behind the scenes that we're doing in terms of optimization, optimizations of preview, moving previews that we send, which drive towards the HTML5 um, video player experience. And like I said, the, the play rates that we're seeing 70% and above and click-through rates are, are really, really fantastic. And as we build out this business and keep going after new customers, those are the type of metrics that keep driving us forward and keep prospects or, or our specific prospects excited about working with us. And, and let, let's talk about uh, the folks you're working with. So you mentioned uh, some industry verticals, but can you drill down into some of the people who, who you are working with and the use cases? So it's funny, I'm sure you preach this all the time to your your portfolio companies, and I did that, the same thing um, when I was a VC. But uh, focus is super important for us. And I think when we saw the initial opportunity to address lead decay, we, we actually started talking to a ton of different industries. And it turns out like a lot of people experience lead decay um, and they don't even realize that they're experiencing lead decay. So a great example of that is e-commerce companies don't realize that if someone starts going through a purchase process or a registration process for a subscription product and they dropped out, they should be considered a hot lead. And I think there's a problem in e-commerce when it comes to always relying on passive selling. If your AOV, if your average order value is large enough to support this, there should be an element of active selling. Otherwise, you're just losing high margin business for your company. Anyways, it's a, it's a long way of saying we are working with companies in the e-commerce realm. We're working with B2B SaaS companies. We're working with service-based companies. I think when it comes to where we focus our time right now, just as a business with limited resources, we're definitely going after businesses that have a large LTV, that have a full-time dedicated sales staff that call each of their leads when they come in. And what we do is make them more efficient. We increase the conversion rates of their leads and really kind of make their prospects a little bit happier and not always fielding unwanted phone calls, scheduling time to talk with salespeople as opposed to being forced to talk with salespeople. And so we're excited about working with all sorts of industries that have that high LTV. And what have you discovered on the content side? What kind of videos do people like to click on uh, and what kind of videos boost conversion? One of the things that we built out um, just because the innovation on the consumer side was already so proven uh, that we just assumed that it would kind of work well uh, for enterprises that all of our, what we call sales stories are very much based on the story format. So multiple posts within a video that can be navigated forward and backwards just by touching uh, the screen. 
And so there are a few things that we point our customers to. One is starting your sales story with a face-first message, so somebody talking to you. That seeing somebody's face, knowing that there is a person behind the message that came through over text message, really drives people to want to see what the content is and, and actually watch the video. So we always ask people to lead face first. And then we encourage people to provide as much content as they want, but take advantage of this story format that we've built. So having each post not be longer than, so call it 15 to 30 seconds, trying to drive towards their most valuable piece of information right away or the call to action that they want to encourage their customer to um, take part in. But then beyond that, it's, it's pretty exciting what you can do because I think no one's seen video used in this way up till now. Every sort of commercial experience you've ever had with video on the internet comes in two formats. One is a pre-roll, so on YouTube video or something similar, or an interstitial. So if you've gone through Instagram stories or Snapchat, there's a little image or a little sort of video message that comes up between all the story messages from your contacts. And in both cases, that is a barrier or something between you and the content that you actually want to watch. Whereas what we've done is presented content to a customer or a prospective customer where they've queued it up. They've actually tapped on it to view it, which means that since you have them there, get to the message that you want to deliver right away, but realize that they're there and they could keep watching and they they might just keep watching if you continue to give them more content. But beyond that, uh, I think that's kind of uh, our high-level guidelines and things that we tell people to do. We have one customer that is uh, including animals <laughs> in the video, and I think that's going to work really well. But not everyone has the luxury of having tons of dogs uh, at their office to be able to film. So I, Jason, I, I'd imagine there are a lot of creative ways that people can use this and the, the content that they're offering. Two questions immediately popped in mind to me, and I know this is getting pretty granular, but one, is it always, or do you think best practice is always going to be whoever the salesperson is, is sort of, they're the face of the video, or could it be the inventor or the CEO or the dog mascot? That's one. And then two is, does it need to be personalized to the prospect, right? So should it be, you know, should it lead with, hey, Jason, thanks so much for checking XYZ out, you know, or is it a generic that, okay, 45 seconds after someone abandons a cart, they're getting this this message and it's you know, <laughs> the same whether your name is, you know, Jason or Jane or whatever it might be. I'll answer part of it first. The, the representative on video can be one of a, a variety of things. And the three that I'll talk about is, the first is, a random person or a salesperson that might not be the salesperson that they're talking to, or it could be an actor, even though we highly encourage people to try to do the user-generated content feel, just record from your, your camera phone, feels much more organic. But there's some brands that we're working with that have a certain brand that they want to, brand feel that they want to uphold, so they you know do it in a highly produced manner, and they have actors. So that first category of, you don't know who that person is going to be. It's literally just someone delivering a message. Has such a differentiated lift beyond any other message that your customer is getting today that it already drives, I would call it, 80% of the value of tape. Beyond that, the ability to start with that and maybe have a cameo from 
the CEO, founder, someone important to the business, or you know, we're working with some universities, in the university's case, a mascot <laughs> or another student, it is completely there for you because of the story format. It doesn't have to be one meandering narrative that like goes on for two minutes. You don't know when the punchline is going to be. You can jump in and out with different uh, posts within a story and really do really take advantage of multiple people showing up. So that's one answer for you. And the second answer, you asked a little bit about personalization. This is where I'll be a little bit uh, secretive, not you know, not fully secretive, but just let you know that this is where the exciting innovations will be coming uh, when it comes to dynamic content and the things that we can do around personalization of video because there is an 80-20, I would say there's an 80-20 rule for most things, but uh, for us as well, like I said, you're going to get 80% of value just by using us over the other sort of outreach tools that you're currently using with your prospects. But where we start squeezing out that last 20% is when we start more heavily investing in the innovative ways that we'll be able to personalize messages that go out to very specific prospects. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Jason. Let's turn to the broader uh, ecosystem now. I mean, when we first invested, you said, hey, take a look at what's going on with you know, Instagram stories, why in the world is that, that not happening at the enterprise? There's tremendous opportunity here. You know, that was a great point. Uh, surprising that, you know, more folks hadn't looked at that format and brought it into the enterprise. Um, it still remains the case that, you know, that, that kind of experience has not really penetrated the enterprise. Why not? Why haven't I gotten this a thousand times already? It seems, at least in retrospect or talking to you, like an enormous opportunity and just, you know, almost a no-brainer. Yeah, look, I, I think um, what you're seeing is it's not fully the case that people aren't recognizing the value of, call it, mobile video or, or video in general. Um, we're actually seeing a ton of players run into this video email space, which provides a ton of value for sure. But I would say when it comes to the story format and mobile video, you know, it could be that people are really thinking about it as like an Instagram Instagram play. Like, how do we make the LinkedIn video story format <laughs> version of LinkedIn? And when it and actually, you know, those things may make a lot of sense. I think when you drill down to it, if you try to do an apples to apples translation of what Instagram stories is to the enterprise. You'll start running into this wall around content creation and user-generated content and then enter people within enterprises creating content. And I think that's a challenge. Uh, it turns out, as we did our research, you know, the Snapchat generation, the Instagram generation, is still fairly a fairly small portion of the overall enterprise market. So if you're going to rely on the full enterprise team or the full um, set of employees at an enterprise to be engaged in content creation around Instagram stories, they're probably going to run into, into walls. And so I, if I had to guess, there'll more likely be a wave of much more narrow applications of what I'm calling the story format and mobile video first. And then in the future, as sort of the full enterprise community embraces things like Snapchat and Instagram stories and Instagram in general, you might see broader applications of the technology and the user experience. 
and that demographic point, which is you know cer certainly very real, does that impact a your, how you sell, right? Are you trying try to find sort of internal champions at your customers who are 25 instead of you know 55? And then are there conversations about targeting this you know by age, right? Or is you know to the degree that may be possible with leads, you know, saying hey, you know, let's let's send this to the the millennial, but not to the the boomer. We have a bit of more of an advantage in that we are an appless experience for the end consumer. And so there's, I think there's much more of an age restriction when it comes to downloading apps and, and engaging in that sort of experience. Because right, na right now, so I want to make it clear we're not a text message product or we think about our product as a sales story. And that's where all the heavy lifting in terms of technology and customization is going to go. We just happen to have one variation, variation of it, one um, delivery mechanism be over SMS, so that's why we're calling it video over SMS. But in that starting point, SMS is much broader of a channel uh, and medium to connect with prospects. And when it comes to age demographics, then I would say something like an app-based communication. So that sort of initial maybe instinct that this, because the the way the video is presented itself looks a little bit like Instagram, might only be for prospects that are, call it 25 and younger, is actually fairly accurate. We have great response rates across the board. I'd say there might be a slight bend towards younger in terms of interaction just because they're quicker to tap on things, they're quicker to explore. But when it comes down to it, really what we're playing on is people's responses to the human face. If you're a human and, and you have a reaction to seeing someone's face speak to you, we're going to have a huge impact on the way that you perceive businesses marketing to you. Jason Yeh, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to Taking Notes with NextGen Venture Partners. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. To learn more about us or to hear all of our past podcasts, please go to nextgenvp.com. And now for some important disclaimers. The information contained in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to purchase any securities. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Any performance or projections contained herein may be significantly affected by future events. Any opinions, assumptions, assessments, statements, or the like regarding future events or which are forward-looking constitute only subjective views and beliefs, should not be relied on, and are subject to change due to a variety of factors, including fluctuating market conditions and economic factors.